I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. With everything going on in our nation right now, let's say from the coronavirus, being locked up in your house, not being able to get out and see anybody, talk to your loved ones person to person. Then we've got all the turmoil going on in Washington with the presidential election right now. It's easy to see how people get in a bad mood so easily. Well, there's a simple cure for this that doesn't cost anything. And Terry and I thought we'd talk about it this week. Welcome. This week's episode is called Pay It Forward. at some point during the day each of us grab your phone you scroll through and I, I used to would have said a newspaper but hardly anybody does that now but you'll scroll your phone and look at news headlines some grab you some don't this one grabbed my attention this week okay uh, i think it was in minnesota terry another pay it forward an act of kindness to where 900 people in a dairy queen line paid for the person's meal behind them 900. That's two and a half days, I think it was. That oh, my that. goodness. Uh, and what they would do is when the car would pull up and say, hey, we're at so many cars now, and would you like to pay for the person behind you? And I guess eventually somebody says, nah, screw was in the line, <laughs> I guess. But that's amazing. 900 people paid for that other person to, to make their day. You know, and you're starting to see more and more and more of uh, these type of kindness Deeds is it, is it called random uh, random acts of kindness? Would you call it that? Yeah, I think so. Because I mean, I think and I think somebody obviously plans it, but I mean, it's amazing that just like you said with the nine hundred cars that it went on for two and a half days, people continuing to do a good deed. Yeah, it, and honestly, doing a good deed really does make you feel good about yourself. If you've never done it and don't know what me and Terry are talking about, try it sometime today. It will truly put a smile on your face. And that's what I think is the misconception of that if I do a good deed for somebody, obviously I hope that the intent is that I make them feel better. Yeah, it has nothing to do with you. Uh, but the side effects of that is really you're the one that feels good. Yeah. It's twofold. I it mean, is. that's kind of like a win-win situation. You know, you hear that term at Christmas, uh, it's the, the thought, the, the giving makes you feel, but it truly does. It really does. And let me, let me just back up for a second. For those that may not know what pay it forward means, I think most of us do, but just for the sake of there may be somebody out there that's like, I'm not sure I'm understanding. This is what it is. It's pay it forward is an expression for describing the beneficiary of a good deed, repaying the kindness to others instead of to the original benefactor. The concept is old, but the particular phrase may have been coined by Lily Hardy Hammond in her 1916 book, In the Garden of Delight. Now, how'd she do that, you reckon? Well, I mean, it's just saying that this is not a concept that we just coined in the last 20, 25 years. This has been something that's been talked about in the early 1900s and that for all that we know this could have been something that's been going on for centuries this concept even made it into a movie 
in 2000 was, and it was actually called Pay It Forward. And I think probably some people remember it was with Kevin Spacey. and yeah. And it was about where this kid does three acts of kindness. And then I think the thoughts are that, you know, this will continue. And then the only thing was, instead of paying them back, they just said, you have to take that and you have to do th- these three people. You now have to do three acts of kindness. So it's like this, you know, the ratio, you, you spread it. It's chain reaction. Exactly. And so three people get three people that get three people. And before you know it, there's a huge number, just like you talked about, where 900 cars paid for the meal behind them at the Dairy Queen. Now, and you know, churches are starting to do this, and maybe this is not just where we live. I think it's a a national thing that's done, and it's called Love Out Loud. Are you familiar with what I'm talking uh about? Where a group of people from a church and several churches get together, and they go to the community, and they'll help, say it's somebody elderly that can't fix their steps or paint a room. They do it for them. And it is the neatest thing that I've ever seen done. So let's do this. We're going to invite Paul Davis in from Northcrest Baptist Church from the Meridian, Mississippi area. Paul, Love Out Loud is just so big. It is so wonderful. I only see it from the outside looking in. Tell me more about it. It's it's a unique thing. I, I'm on a church staff. There are certain things in my life I do not because it's part of my job, but I participate in it like we ask other people to do. And the original concept of Love Out Loud came from um, a real faithful deacon and member of our church by the name of Ben Shirley. And Ben went back to school, and he left, and he moved to North Carolina for, I don't remember, a year and a half, two years to get his degree, you know, and stuff. And while he was there, he participated in a church in that area who was doing a very similar event. He came back, and he was so burdened about it, he wrote a letter and he read that letter to our pastor, Dan Lanier. And Brother Danny said, hey, I want you to share that to the whole church. And that was around 2011, yeah. I think, when he got up and he, he first shared that one. And right then, it planted the seed of what what are we going to do to get outside the walls of our church? And from that point forward... <laughs> You know how a Baptist church is? There were subcommittees that was appointed, <laughs> and there was, there was groups that got together, and it took us about a year. And we knew that it was something bigger than one church. And if there's ever been anything that I believe has helped to bring some unity to our area, it's been Love Out Loud. Now, it starts out with y'all. How many churches in our area is involved in it right now, you think? How many people pitch in with this? Okay, let's discount 2020, if, if I may. Yeah, yeah. Can, can I get a pass on 2020? 2020, you know, the COVID year. Yes. And, and, but yet we did love out loud with some major modifications and stuff. But the year prior to that, we have, like I said, pre COVID year, we'd have three and 400 people there a day participating in, in the different projects. And these are people who've taken vacation days from work. These are people who are making personal sacrifice. I mean, I know people who are in types of jobs. We, we, we have a group of ladies who are beauticians, hairdressers, and hairstylists. And some of them take the majority of the whole week off. And, you know, when they take off, they have no income. That's right. There's no vacation time. There's no extra part. And they go and do hair and stuff like that for homeless people. They do everything from washing feet 
to nails to hair to it's just unbelievable and they set up in different locations you know where they can get to the the homeless better there are people that take off the week and help feed with feed by faith it's mm-hmm. unbelievable the number of things I want to say there was about, I think it was 32 to 35 churches that had gotten involved. Now, when we say that, it don't mean that, Scotty Ray, that the church itself maybe was a financial support or something like that, but that means that there were people from those churches that came and joined together. And at that point, we didn't say, this is a Northcrest project, this is a Central United Methodist project, this is a Pine Forest or Pine Grove project. It was a love out loud. It was love reaching your community. For folks that don't understand it, y'all get together and you go out and say it's somebody elderly needs a step fixed. You do right. it. Or they need a painting project right. or something in the house that work. You pitch in and help. Sure. Even down to kids doing stuff for them. The, in in um, 2019, I want to say we did. We had 38 different project things that went on during the week. Right. And some of those happened for five days, you know, five different days and all. Everything from working with Habitat for Humanity, working in our schools in in 2019 and the years prior to that, we had gone in and painted in schools, done landscaping work, done everything from helping teachers check in books and get new books ready for the next year. Some of those doors closed in 2020. Some of the schools that we couldn't necessarily go in and paint, clean, and do that they allowed us to come on campus and pray over the campus during that week. Yeah. So we did that. You mentioned like steps and stairs. There's a great organization that the Methodists here in Meridian have that's already in motion where they build ramps. It's a ramp ministry for people, yeah, you know, who handicap. need handicap, right, ramps. And so instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, we just partner with them. Yeah, that's and, the best way to do help, it. help supply supplies and workers. And so they'll team up. And the neat thing about it, these guys have got down such an art form that someone sells a house, moves, doesn't need it anymore. They can they build these things in such a way that they can go take them down. They have a warehouse that they can store part of it in. And the next call that comes in, if they can modify that one to fit house right. XYZ, there's nothing wasted. That's perfect. Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, it is. And so, so why, why try to figure all that out on your own when you've got people that already have the skills, already have, the, and, and you just partner with them? Now, you've um, got something well, else that y'all kind of expanded in of helping kids. This is big. We partnered with, with, with a, an organization called Sleep in Heavenly Peace. And uh, actually, one of our former church staff members, Jamie Castle, is kind of the local coordinator and head of that. I don't remember how many beds they built on the big bed build day. It's an amazing thing the way they do. They'll come together for a whole day. There was 50-something people that were building beds. Now, this goes to to kids that may not even have a bed or their bed is broke. Absolutely. And you want to talk about paying it forward of what a good feeling it'll do for you to help somebody. That's a great program. There are children all over Lauderdale County that have no beds to sleep in. That's right. They sleep on blankets on the floors. They sleep on couches. They sleep wherever like that. Through being able also to share the gospel. Last Christmas, my life group, we that's what we call our Sunday school classes. Right. We call them life groups. That was our Christmas project, was we all bought bedding. We bought pillows, sheets, bedspreads, and stuff like that for these beds that were being built and made by volunteers here in the Lauderdale County area, you know, and then going out in these homes. But this is actually like a nationwide organization that's doing this city by city and everywhere. 
you know, Love Out Loud, most everybody thinks of it as being a week. Last year it was the week of, I think, July 20th. This coming year it's going to be the week of July 18th. But we also look at projects to do, Scotty Ray, all year long where you can pay it forward. We will have probably 50 to 75 students building beds, I think, Saturday week to go out and be given away. You know, right. Tell me this. Do you have an email address or a website somebody can go to? That maybe they want to know, take Love Out Loud to their community and, and do this. How do they contact you to find out a little bit of the information from you? Okay, if, if you will look up LOL Meridian, just Google that term. It's also available on Facebook. There is a phone number you can call. We've had other counties, other cities, other mission organizations have come and have like shouted us during the past few years, have watched what's going on, and they've gone back. There's been some from out of state that have come over and have, have looked. Like I said, it's not something we own. It's not something necessarily that's copyrighted or anything right. like that because it's, it's, it's a God thing. It and is, it's, most And definitely. it's uh, paying it forward. And you never realize what a blessing it is to you when you try to go and bless other people. That's Every right. time I get involved in one of these projects, Scotty Ray, I'm, I'm thinking – I'm fixing to go do this to try to help other folks. And you know who gets helped? You Paul. do. That's right. It, it, it's, it's always me that winds up getting the greatest blessing, the greatest benefit. It doesn't matter how many days. That's correct. And so, so a lot can be done of, of pay it A lot can be done. Paul, but, thank you so much for coming in and sharing that message Oh, I just want to thank you for giving me the invitation, you know. It's great. Thank you so much. Just doing one or two or three good deeds within a given period of time. I mean, you get that back twofold to give a homeless person some clothes or some money or I don't know, just whatever it is. I just think about how far that will go when people go out and do a good deed. Well, I saw this back in the summer uh, and I was scrolling through Facebook, reading some status. And uh, it was a guy that owned a lawn care service. And of course, he'd worked his long, hard day. He was hot, tired, going home. And on his route, he he on his way home, he saw somebody elderly trying to mow the push mow their grass by themselves in hundred degree weather. Well, he stopped, unloaded his mower, mowed their grass, loaded his stuff, went on, didn't want any money for it. He just done that as an act of kindness, and that's what it takes. That's what makes us America. Absolutely, or, or other countries. I'm sure there are other people out there, some of our listeners that are in these other countries that we're so grateful that we have, that have their own stories to tell about doing acts of kindness. And, and I think that, again, we keep referencing the pandemic, but there's been a lot of good that's come out of this as well. People have been homebound. People can't get out because they're elderly. They're scared to death they're going to get COVID. And so I, I think that we, in, in terms like this, when we get faced with something like this, we've seen an awful lot of bad where, you know, people are still in packages that people are doing whatever but we have seen an awful lot of good deeds where people are like what can i do to help you know and it's just as simple as this you you go to the grocery store you've loaded your groceries in the back seat of your truck or maybe you got a car and you're pushing your buggy over to that little cart thing take the person next to you buggy there be helpful offer to carry that for them or you know what load the groceries you're going to the grocery store anyway why don't you take some groceries to your neighbor that can't maybe get out or doesn't want to take that chance yeah and then you know there's always somebody in your community that maybe can't afford you don't even have to tell them who did it you can leave it you can do uh, acts of kindness 
without someone ever knowing that you did it. You know, it was funny that you're saying this. We just got into conversation about this yesterday, and it's about, let's say, people that are in the service industry that work as a waitress. Unless you've done it, and I have not, but I've talked to people that said, oh, my gosh, you know, I was a waitress here. I, I, you know, I did that. That is a hard job. Oh, yeah. And I think we have some of the most sympathetic, nice, polite people that frequent these restaurants. And then we have some really buttholes that come in, (laughs) really, that come in with an attitude. And they cop an attitude. They think they're entitled to all of this. Yeah, sometimes they're angry and they act out to a waiter or a waitress, and maybe they didn't get their silverware as quick as they did. I mean, I know that I can even, you know, get kind of, how long is it going to take? They've seen that I need, you know, my water refilled. But I have never worked in their shoes. But I say all that to say that is a hard job that doesn't exactly get premium dollar, that puts up with an awful lot of crap from people day in and day out. But then you have a patron that will come in, and they'll. How many times have you seen where they'll show? You'll see on the news they got a thousand dollar tip. Right. They got a five hundred dollar tip. That just does my heart good because that is not a field. That is not a job that just everybody could do. I, I don't know that I could do it. Right. You know, I don't know that I could come in and listen to somebody be ugly and me not want to take that glass of water that they have and and give them a good cold shower. Well, you know, and, and it popped in my mind where you're talking about that. And I, I don't know how many people listen to country music, but years ago, uh, Clay Walker had a song called Chain of Love. And that's what the whole song was about, was paying it forward of doing something good for somebody. If you can change a tire, you see somebody on the side of the road, stop and help them. What's it going to hurt out of your day to help someone? Not a penny, and I promise you, it'll make you a better person. Absolutely, and I think that if we haven't done it before, you have no idea what that experience, what it does for you when you do something like that. It's not the intent, but when you do do a good deed, you sure feel good about it. And some of these become, uh, you know, big national charities later uh, of something that started with a simple thing. Like the, the program that is out there for police officers that die in the line of duty. You know, there is a program to where they go in uh, a group now and they pay off the house for the spouse that's left. And to where it's not that debt on that person. And that's that started as an act of kindness. And it just grew. Yeah. And that's a big deal. It is a big deal. I saw in the headlines, and I got that pulled up here in front of us, where uh, a main couple won a, uh, a lottery. A uh, million dollars is what they won on a scratch-off card. After they won the money, they went back to the supermarket where they bought it and gave each of the people that were there the day that they bought the ticket $1,000 each. Now, that would, they didn't have to do that. No, they didn't. And don't you know that would be awesome to know that you won a, a million dollars on a scratch-off? Ooh. I mean, that could have been the end of the story. Yeah. But it wasn't. They went back and did a good deed. How many times do you hear, well, money is the evil of everything? It's not. It's the person that's got the money and what you do with it. It, it You know, it, it is the root of evil. I've heard it all my life. But you can do good with this. And sometimes it does make people worse. You know, you we take some that type person. Oh, yeah, we do. You take somebody that is, you know, they make a, a decent income they always are willing to help others, and you're like, you know, but sometimes they're kind of struggling themselves, but they're the very ones that are out there helping somebody else. And then you take somebody who is 
I'm not saying it's always like this because we, we have example after example of people that make millions of dollars that have done some phenomenal things. What's the lady that married the guy that um, she was married to the guy from Amazon? Oh, yeah. She has donated billions to of charity. dollars to charity. Now, she still has billions of dollars left, but that is going to make a huge impact. She yeah. didn't have to do that. And yet, I mean, I know that it has everybody say, well, it didn't hurt her pocketbook, but let's just stop for a second. She didn't have to do it to begin with. Uh -uh. Billions she has donated. There are examples after examples after examples. Let's stop for a second and think about, okay, while that is monumental and it's going to do so much for so many people, look at the average Joe Smo who makes an average salary, who really has to budget from month to month to make sure that they can pay for the things that they need to pay for. And yet, when it comes to making a donation or doing a good deed, they're the first ones in line. Yeah, we can learn from those folks. Whether it's 5 or $10, whatever it is, you give what you can to help somebody. And togetherness pays off. You know, I, I saw this. It was 1963. You know how something just catches your eye? And it was a plaque that was given to Elvis Presley in 1963 by the mayor of Memphis. Elvis had donated, I think at the time it was $58,000. And, of course, $58,000 and sixty-three compared to today. Yeah, it was, was a lot a, of money. Yeah, and he'd given it to a charity, and it was humongous at that time. And they had presented Elvis with a plaque as a, as a thank you for that. But you look back on Elvis's life. Donating Cadillacs. Oh, my and gosh. He, buying Cadillacs for folks. and yeah. Uh, the the man was really good hearted. Uh, he may have had his faults, but overall, Elvis meant well. He was a Christian fella that really wanted to help others. And it Elvis kind of set an example. You know, if you think of superstars, look at today of you know, the people that are out there. Elvis set that bar of uh, of a of a hero, somebody to look up to, because he was always helping someone. Absolutely. Well, and look at it in just state wise. This, if there's one thing. And I'm not saying this is the only thing, but I, I know that the state of Mississippi definitely, you know, gets a bad rap sometimes. Oh, yeah. But guess what the number one charitable state usually is year after year? Is it us? Mississippi. See, I didn't realize that. Yes, Mississippi. So, I mean, hey, there's a lot to be said about, you know, southern folks and, and southern hospitality. Now, are there some real winners in in the south? Yes. And I think you and I. We know them too, don't we? Yeah, I've bumped into them once or twice. <laughs> but, you know, and the key to that is when you come across somebody that's evil, and I say it that way, I'm just using just common talk here, don't let their evilness change who you are because it's so easy to get mad and want to come back at somebody and be you know just as evil as You know what you're supposed to say when you see them? Bless his heart. There you go. And you go on about your business. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. That's Unless you're going to say, bless his heart. <laughs> but the key to it is, is still being who the person you are at the end of the day. And if you don't know how to be good, we're trying to teach you here. Yeah, and I think, like I said, there are so many people that are in our life that we can think about right now as real-life examples. And they're just what we call, they come from good stock. They've been reared to know the difference between right and wrong. And they've been taught that you should do for others. Right. And I think that 
you know, when we look and reflect on our own lives, there's so many good examples of good people. We always look to role models as the superstar on a field. We're fascinated with athletes. Oh yeah, and, and athletes. Hand, don't get yeah. me and don't get me wrong. We have athletes that do really great things, but we have heroes in every community, and they're just. They may be the person that lives next door to you that has the overalls, that lives in a simple little house. But when it comes down to it, we could learn a lot from them because they are the example of someone paying it forward. Well, you know, you think back to Alabama. Remember the song, 40-hour week for a living? You yeah. Know, they go through yeah. everybody that does. That really sums up of who we are. Those are the people that are going to help you now. But we do seem to think of ourselves as, you know, what, what is the saying about people who live in glass houses? But yeah. We're fascinated over making heroes in our lives, those that, that are, again, are on a uh, playing a game. They're the athletes. And while some of those or athletes stars. Yeah, are tr- really are true heroes in the sense that they get it. Yes, they have achieved greatness in their life, but they are examples of paying it forward. I just don't think we need to lose sight that some of our true heroes or our next-door neighbors. And we can be that hero, too. We just have to choose to do good deeds. You know, and Dolly, let's let's talk about Dolly, for example. If you'll notice, Dolly really doesn't get involved in a lot of politics. There's there's a few stars that just keep their opinions to themselves. And with stars, that's probably a, a good thing to do because you look up to them, and then they start talking about something that you don't believe in, and it just... It breaks your heart. Well, look what she's doing for reading. Yeah. For children. What is it? She has the... It's on Facebook every night. I think she does a little story. She reads a story to kids. Yeah. She's donated. But she's donated all of these books everywhere. If you'll remember back when the great fire broke out in uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, in that area, it burned everything. She gave $1,000 a month to every family, every one of them that stood in line. And she didn't have to do that. No. I mean, that's good-hearted. So I think it does when we're talking about all of the things that are going on in our world today. It is comforting to know that we find example after example of just good people doing good things. And, you know, and it can you see the commercials on TV of the little puppy dogs. and There's a lot of people that give their time to saving animals, you know, puppies and kittens and things in their community. They'll go down and work at the, the little shelter there to help. Help find. I know there's uh, community sites on Facebook for the lost uh, animals and people. Yeah, like a rescue. Yeah, and they really work to get these. And that's a good thing, too. There's other ways of doing it, simply buying a cup of coffee for somebody behind you or at the counter. Or or how many times have you, I know that we have, uh, and this has been a great thing that my husband does. You see uh, someone that is uh, a law officer or is in the military or something like that, and they're eating you pay for their meal. Yeah. I mean, just simple things that you can do to show your appreciation for someone. Uh, I think we've done it. We've tried to do that with our military. You've given a couple of big examples like that. But, you know, there are people out there that every day give their life. You know, they put their life on the line. I don't think it's too much for us to do a good deed. You know, I, th- I ran up on a list here that uh, was giving some examples of things you could do. Some of it, I'm not so sure. Smile at five strangers. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't normally Until smile. Until you lose a tooth. Yeah. yeah. Watch who you smile at. But it, what the what that really means is be kind to somebody. You don't have to give that old grim look 
it, that you're mad at the world every time the elevator door opens well, think up. Think about uh, how many times you might have been in a bad mood or stressed out or things are not going your way, and somebody does something like that to you. It really does kind of change your attitude. Yeah. It makes you smile back at them for the most part. Yeah, for the most part. Oh, I, I love this. Uh, this is where you get in the grocery store, and, and this does happen quite a bit. I, I do say this, that you get in the grocery store, and you've got, let's just say I'm the one that's the recipient of this. I have had this happen. I've got two or three things. I've got somebody that is ahead of me in line that's got a whole buggy full of groceries, and they'll say, hey, come on and get ahead of me. I mean, that's a simple I've act of kindness, and that, that is such a neat thing because it's like, okay, I'm going to be here waiting for 15 minutes while they get through but they are ahead of me so i'm taking my natural progression in the line and then they ask you hey come on and get ahead of me that's a just a that's a simple act of kindness and uh, and it says leaving notes here and there for co-workers that you know that would make them feel good about themselves now i saw a story a few weeks ago terry i don't know about this it was a couple that uh had been married for 30 something years she made his lunch and to make him feel special every day and i i think it was texas i could be wrong to make him feel like they had, because he'd go off to lunch, she stayed home. She was a working uh, stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. She uh, would take a bite out of his sandwich every day to make him feel like they were having lunch together. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, you know, I can't see Angie doing that for me. I don't think I'd want Angie to do that. But I think that would be kind of, <laughs> I mean, I know the intent was good. It was. But I'd be aggravated that I didn't have that bite to eat if I had my husband take a bite out of my sandwich. Yeah, bologna sandwich. And they had pictures of it. She, a hamburger, she had big old tooth marks. Where she'd... <laughs> <laughs> I don't How think does... that's an act of kindness that I would want. I'd be coming home saying, if you take one more bite out of my sandwiches, <laughs> we would have words. You know, and uh, somebody that's in your, uh, that lives down the street from you, you ever made some cookies and just leave them on the door? I've done, you know, like somebody's been sick, had surgery. This is the thing that I love about the South. And I can't speak to people, you know, in the North or other countries. I know they do it. But I can only say that when somebody is sick or passes away or has surgery, hey, it's a rally team. I mean, we've got somebody right now that has had surgery. And it is within a matter of minutes. It's like, okay, who's going to take what over to the house? Hey, let's all get together. If it's nothing but let's chip in so that we can bring a basket that's got soups and salads and frozen homemade dinners. Let's make, like you said, cookies, desserts, because they're going to be taking care of that person who is recuperating or who may have been sick. And that family are unfortunately a death in the family they're not going to want to cook so we're going to provide at least two or three meals for them so that they don't have to do that that happens every single day that's just what we do and that that is a act of kindness it It truly is it is a lot of folks have a habit of just throwing away stuff if you've got something that is still good give it to somebody because it will save them money and it does you good too well and that's another conversation that we've had unfortunately There is a growing population of homeless people. Oh, it is. And even in small communities, even in the community that we live in, I have just, it's been a wake-up call for me to see how many homeless people. Now, I know that my church, that I'm very blessed to be a part of, does some great things for homeless. But that goes to, there are so many times that we look in our house and it's like, okay, if we have one more blanket, you know, they're right. taking over our house. Give some of those blankets to the homeless. Give them some of the shoes that you were going to throw out. 
things that we take for granted that we're very blessed to have, there are others out there that would desperately need it. Give it to them. You know, and I know that and we've all seen the headlines to where there, there's you see the person on that street corner that doesn't have anything begging for money. There are people that do that or scammers, but there are truly a lot of people that, especially in current times, that have just fell on bad luck that have lost everything that they have, and they can't help it. But there was a song years ago called Don't Laugh at Me. I don't know if you know that song. Uh, and it was a homeless guy on the street, and things went south to him. His, his wife and children were killed in a wreck, and it, drives him to being, he just lost everything in the world after that. You don't know what brought him to that point. Well, and a lot of people have lost their job through this uh, this pandemic. And, you know, some of us have been just fine. Some of us have not. And, you know, a lot of people depend on, even if one family member has lost their job and the other hasn't, why do we think that a lot of people are struggling? You know, they've been cooped up in the house. They've lost their income. Uh, they don't know how they're going to make it. I just think now's the time that we can do some little deeds to kind of help get them, help them make it through this hard time, whether it be clothing, whether it be additional income, whether it be provide a meal. This is the time that we need to come to the aid of our neighbor. Terry, you brought up a little bit ago about being in line and somebody letting you get in front of them that has more groceries, has less groceries than you. Yeah. You ever been in line and somebody in front of you didn't have enough money? Or you've seen somebody pay for that? Oh, yeah. Uh, they just, you know, you don't, I've been in line and think I had more money in my pocket and don't have it. And somebody helped me out. I saw where a guy was in line that happened to him and the lady behind him paid for it. Don't know how much it was. And he asked her her name and she told him. And I guess he wrote down, she had on like a work shirt. He donated, I think it was a few weeks later, $10,000 in her name to a cancer society uh, as a thank you. And, that, you know, that was a really a good deed. Wow, yes. Yeah, and which leads you to believe, didn't you tell me something about a pay-it-forward day, maybe? Yeah, there's a national pay-it-forward day, and it's always April the 28th. I, I really didn't know about this. I didn't either. But it says it's taking inspiration from author Catherine Ryan Hyde's pay-it-forward movement. And it started in 2007 as a celebration of how one small act of kindness can make a big impact in the world. And after beginning in Australia, the holiday now spreads love and happiness to over 85 countries. And while it may only last 24 hours, the hope is that Pay It Forward Day inspires your community to stand for kindness all year long. Now, what day again was it? April what? April the 28th. And they've said that to date they've had over millions and millions of acts of kindness just on that one day. Imagine what it would be like if we lived that kind of life every day. Paying it forward truly doesn't cost anything. It's as simple as complimenting someone on their dress, making them feel good about their appearance, or saying their hair looks good. Ask somebody about their kids or their grandkids. People love to talk about their loved ones. At the end of the day, sometimes people just want to be listened to. And always remember, you could be standing in their shoes one day. Pay it forward. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. 
Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information and we'll be in touch. Until next time, well, you know a secret? Well, now you know the power of the word thank you. Thank you.